we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. Yes, indeed. We have the great, the legend Viola Davis. She's back. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. peace, queen. We have Duso uh, Bedu. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Tuso Bedu. Tuso Bedu. I had, okay. had him practice it like she 10 times. I did it before you came. I was like, and you I bet hundred Say it with me. Say it with me. He's going to get it wrong. I say, yeah, I don't care how many times he practices it. I guarantee he's going to get it wrong. And Gina Prince-Bythewood. Good morning. Peace, Gina. Yes. Good morning. 
Good morning. morning. From the show, from the movie, The Woman King. Excited. Yeah. Excited about that. <laughs> this feel bigger than a movie. This feel like an event. Mm-hmm. It is a moment, a movement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, how so, difficult was it for you to get in that type of shape? Because from the oh. premium, it, I mean, it was it was a lot. It looked like you did your own stunts and everything. Yes, yeah. we did. And it was a lot. Hour and a half of weight training every day. Wow. And heavyweights because they wanted me to be really bulky. So you could believe I could take down 250-pound men. Three and a half hours of martial arts after the weight training. You know, weaponry training, mm-hmm. you know, punching, elbows. Running 10.0 on the treadmill. Wow. wow. Which, you know, you know when you, you, you start running, you, you, uh, your, your heart rate goes up mm-hmm. and you lose oxygen. And mm-hmm. I'm over 50. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm alive and sitting here is a testament. Are, are you it ready for somebody lot. to try you? Just to show. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> but that's a powerful feeling to be able to just really transform your body like that. You think you'll incorporate this training like just forever into your life now? We're Some still of it. At it. We're still yeah, at we it. we still work out yeah. together. All three of us really? too. They wow. come to my house and we complain. Yeah, you know. But you know. For me, and Tuso can attest to that, it's getting into the mindset of the yes. warrior. Mm-hmm. That mindset of either you fight or you die. Yeah. You know, because as actors, you can't just transform the body. You have to transform even um, inward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we are, after all, at the end of the day, playing people. And, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't walk uh, through my life except with my child. Mm-hmm. It's if you come... You know, for my child, I, I'll I'll try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Right. But really, um, every day I don't have fight or die yeah. sort of spirit. So for mm-hmm. people that don't know, let's break down what the Woman King is about. Tusa, Tusa, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. Go for it. No, Gina, you're not doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the homie, the homie really Amazon, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, no, it's a story of this incredible group of elite female warriors who um, defended their kingdom, defended their people at a time when they were at a great crossroads of which way they were going to go. And, um, yeah, it just tells the story of this incredible kingdom that that uh, was different than any other kingdom in all of Africa. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's based on a true story, right? Because this, this is the real-life Dora Milaje. Yes, right? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the incredible thing. These women were real. So many of us have never heard of them, never mm-hmm. were taught about them. So to be able to like go to the movies, see yourself reflected up on screen, mm-hmm. how you've never seen it heroically, um, we think it's going to be a game changer. It's exciting for me because I've never seen w- black women in a role like this. you know. And yeah. I love movies like 300 and Apocalypto <laughs> yeah. where you see all the fighting mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. excitement. But to see like these powerful black women, I just feel like this is something that is life-changing for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that you said, Gina, that when you read the script, you knew even before you finished that you wanted to to do this movie. Yeah, for real, five pages in. Um, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's written that these women rise up from the grasses, about to go ham on on um, some men who took uh, their women prisoner. And for me, my mindset, athlete, wanting to put us up on screen, I wanted to see that image. I wanted to be the one to shoot that image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad y'all did this too, because you know I'm a big comic book guy, so I always knew that Dora Milaje was based off mm-hmm. a, a real you know, crew of women, but I never did the research on it. I never went to yeah, go look yeah. about the Dahomey Amazon, so this yeah. is a mm-hmm. great educational piece, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. And Viola, you produced this also, right? Uh, my, my production company with my husband, Julius Tennant, we produced the movie. We 
fought for it for seven years. Seven you know, years. seven years. Wow. Seven year fight. It's always hard to get a movie done in in Hollywood. Any anyone it has a hard time, but us especially <laughs> have a hard time. Yeah. Do, do you think this is going to start a shift in Hollywood where instead of the narratives of like you know the enslaved, we get those stories all the time. We'll get more of these stories showing our warriors' spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope mm-hmm. so. We have to. Um, as you said, it, it's it's time. It's what we love so much about this film. Um, again, so many of us are taught, certainly in America, that our history begins with enslavement. And there was so much more going on before that, um, where we truly do come from kingdoms and warriors and kings. So with the success of this, it has to open that door. Actually, yeah. keep that door open that Black Panther kicked open for us. Mm-hmm. And we want to kick, keep that door open for others to tell mm-hmm. these stories. Now, we had John up here the other day. He said... Mm-hmm. John Boyega. Boyega, yeah. He said this was his uh, easiest role because he said... (laughs) He didn't have to train. (laughs) He was like, which robe am I going to wear? That was the toughest thing to decide which robe he was wearing because he said you guys did the work and he said it was amazing watching you guys really get to play. He said he loved it, though. And he felt very comfortable on set because there were so many black women around. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. He said y'all would tell him if he had uh, crust in his lip or crust in his eye. You know, he he, he was very excited about that. Now, Mm -hmm. the thing about John that was amazing about his involvement is he normally, obviously he's a leading man, Yeah. Um, but he came aboard this, he used his power to help us get this made, help us yeah. get that green light. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously wanted to work with V, but that was big. He just wanted to be there to support black women and yeah. he was incredible on set. He came when he wasn't shooting, um, just to watch, to take it in, to take in the environment. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he was a king. How many no's did you get before you got the yes and what reason would they give you to say this isn't going to work or we're passing. Well, it's it's any number of things. It 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 could be fighting for the actors. Okay, uh, a a black actress, <clears throat> especially dark skinned black actress, is not going to have the same resume as a white actor. Okay, so then you have to fight for them because everything is about what you've done before, how much money that movie made that you did before. You have to fight for the director. You know, the studios approved directors who are the Steven Spielbergs, the Christopher Nolans, the David Finchers, they have their own movies. That they, they don't have to do Woman King. You know, you have to fight for the budget. Mm. You have to fight. You, you know what? You have to fight for everything, even hair and makeup, mm. okay? Because there's no precedent. I just have to add this because Gina said it, so I have to keep it going. It's the whole idea of support. And supporting is different than just helping. Supporting mm. is caring. You're always, that net that's always there. And the thing about our movies, this is a predominant black female-led movie. There is no white savior in it. If you do not plop your money down to see the movie, then it is going to be really hard for the next black yeah. artist mm-hmm. to come into that room yeah. and get a movie greenlit. It's going to be 10, 15, 20 years mm-hmm. because we will set a precedent that we did a movie that y'all didn't want to see. Right, mm. right. And, and, and it's as simple as that. It's not like, okay, we just didn't want to see this movie. No, yeah. you don't want to see dark-skinned women 
um, driving the narrative in, in a global box office. That's why when people have that conversation about diversity, I'm like, yes, that's great, but you got to spend them dollars, too. If you want more diversity, you got to, you know, when these movies drop, you got to go see them. And you got to support them. exclusively in theaters, so that, yeah. which, by the way, I'm going to see it on Saturday, so I have a whole day planned to go see it mm-hmm. on Saturday when I um, arrive to where I have to fly out to, and so we're making a date to go with my girls. Good. But I want to encourage everybody to go see it because we're so used to things now, you know, streaming and being able to rent yeah. it at home. Exactly. But go to the theater. It's such a great experience. And I said, this is something you have to see in the theater. No, mm-hmm. no doubt. And also, on top of everything else, it's a hell of fun movie. Yeah, right. I was about to say it that. Is. And from the very beginning, you don't have to wait. You're going to be dropping off that yeah. roller coaster from the very beginning. So yeah. sneak your snacks in, bring that big bag, Absolutely. whatever you got to do. <laughs> you know, it's good because I have four daughters. I know Charlamagne has four daughters, so I want, I want to take them and see them. I was going to ask, does it make you nervous with everybody, you know, kind of scared of movie theaters? They're not back yet like we should be does that make you nervous at all i mean it's you know it is it is a i just i don't know what's gonna happen you know certainly top gun brought people back right um actually spider-man right before that brought people back i think it's it's about the incentive of is this interesting enough get out your bed yeah climb into the car and go but as as, you know you mentioned this really is an experience Mm -hmm. to, to go see and and we want you to see it on the big screen, and we want you to have that communal experience of everybody yelling at yelling the screen. Yelling and sharing and screaming, and yeah. It's oh, yes. fun. It's fun. What, what, what uh, do roles like this make you feel about American patriarchy and the roles they tell us men and women are supposed to play? Tusa. <laughs> Come on, Tusa. Come on, Tusa. Tusa. <laughs> We got some swords in the back if y'all want to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them right now because, damn. Um... Sorry, can I ask a question again? Like, like, what do roles like this make you think about just American patriarchy and the roles they tell us men and women are supposed to play? Well, um, it's not necessarily just American patriarchy. I think it's globally. Global. Mm -hmm. um, You see it back in South Africa as well. Um, Just from my history, I know that the shows that I've been been on in South Africa were extremely hard to be commissioned because, again, dark-skinned black women aren't sellable as, pe- as far as people are concerned and um, this I think this movie will show the opposite it shows you know the humanity of the dark skinned black woman it shows that we are people who are talented we've got something to, of value to add and that whatever the system has deemed as the standard isn't necessarily true mm-hmm. and what about executives at studios did, if, who didn't know the story did they say this could never be true there would never be a group of women who were you know, fighting like this. Did anybody say that? Um, I, I, well, I think the world would say that. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we have a narrative that's out there that says that there's a lot of things that we can't be. You know, we can't be muscular. We can't take down a 250-pound man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can't be humanized. Um, we can't be a lot of things. And, and I think that the best movies that we have are movies that disband all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you're gonna see it because I, let me tell you something. <laughs> I felt good in my body mm-hmm. for the first time. For the I first felt time? Like, my, like this. Wow. I mean, yeah. as, as, I mean, come on, Tuso. Yeah. You're, I mean, because it served me. Yeah. It really did. At first, I was like, Gina wants me to bulk up. I can't be walking around here all <laughs> bulked up. 
And then all of a sudden, it's a sense of pride to mm. redefine femininity, mm-hmm. to redefine yeah. womanhood. And that's what we have to do um, as black women because, you know, mm-hmm. when going to acting school, I was always taught if you're not 90 pounds, you don't look, you know, like mm-hmm. a 90-pound, you know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman, then you're just ugly. You're just not feminine. You're not a woman. This just blasted a hole through yeah. that. And whole watching day. those previews definitely made me feel like I gotta go work out. And, <laughs> and I saw that you guys posted the woman who actually trained Gabriella. you all, Gabriella McLean. Yeah, yeah. So is there gonna be like some type of video that everybody? Yes. Can... yes. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great idea because yeah. I'm gonna yeah, say the do? first thing I saw, I was like, uh, I need a. Um... <laughs> the Woman King <laughs> workout <laughs> video is coming. Yeah. 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 You, you you think that's a good idea, huh? Absolutely. You better be ready for her. And you know what? I'm not I, yet. What I, what I want to say is that because um, people might think, oh, only women need to do this workout. We had Hero and Jordan working out with Gabby. Oh, they to vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to cry as well. It was hard. <laughs> you decided to work out with them. Yeah. Did you want to punish yourself or was it one of those things you wanted to see how hard the workout was? No. Because you didn't have to. Yeah, the thing is I, I joined because I knew how hard it was having, you know, trained as an athlete and I needed to be, it, like, if I'm going to tell you to do something as a director, I should be willing to do it myself. Um, but also, before every film, I train just to get stamina built up, my mind and my body. And here I had free trainers, so I'm going to take advantage. <laughs> and yeah. you're an athlete already, right? Love and Basketball, that was based on your life? Yeah. That's so dope to me. I was just watching that last week, again, because you know it's always on. Yeah. You really played a man for his heart in real life? <laughs> there was some liberty. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a movie people didn't think would work either when you yep. did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, everybody turned that one down, too. And that's a classic. 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 Like, that's my mm-hmm. favorite movie. Yeah. Gina, why was it important for a woman, especially a woman of color, to direct a woman oh. king? Man, it, it had to be from our point of view, our mm-hmm. lens, um, what I brought to it, like as a director it's vision it's my vision what do I want the audience to see how do I want these women portrayed um I just think somebody else who didn't have the love of our people love of these women they may have made a movie that was just about kick-ass women killing and that's Mm -hmm. it but I wanted to show our humanity I knew we needed to see our humanity and that's that's the thing why more of us have to tell our own stories is because our lens we're putting the camera on what we want to see um and it makes a huge difference. Mm. So, so how, is impo- how important is it for black Americans to have a connection to the motherland? I think, so from what I've observed, um, and I talk about it with most of my friends, is there is an identity that was stripped from African Americans mm. when you know they were taken from this land. I have a confidence in me that I, do, I, I, I cannot possibly fathom you know, what life would be like without knowing who I am, you know. Again, I was talking to my friend about this the other day that, yes, we had apartheid, and, you know, we have our own system that oppressed us, but we still knew where we came from. Mm. I can say I am of the Zulu tribe, you know, King Shaga, and I can trace my history. I can take my confidence in that my king fought A, B, and C to see X, Y, Z happen. And so for African-Americans, that was taken from them. And so there's, I, I'm noticing this constant search for mm-hmm. something that cannot be filled by anything that this space might hold. Mm. And tracing whatever, Africa might be the answer to that. Ms. Davis and Jean, I'd love for y'all to answer <clears throat> that question, too. Um, 
Well, what we what we did intentionally on this film, because oftentimes you, you hear a little bit of conflict, is that um, we wanted this cast to come from all over our diaspora. Um, so we had African-American actors, South African, West African, London, Jamaican, Ugandan. We wanted all of them to come together so that it was black women telling the story of our ancestors together. And of course you celebrate each other's um, cultures, mm-hmm. but it was black women as a, as a collective. And, and that's a vibe we wanted on set. And that's what we wanted to put up on screen and hopefully mm-hmm. inspire to, to stop the, the division because we all came from the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've, I've felt like I've spent my whole life running and chasing and trying to find me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been defined by a culture that really has had a very definitive idea of who I was, and it's been negative in order mm-hmm. to control, in order to just suppress. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I went to Africa for the first time when I was 25, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. It just blew, once again, a hole in it. I was coming from Juilliard where... Um, the big thing was disappearing, trying to become a perfectly white actor <laughs> with speech training and trying to lose weight, which never happened. <laughs> and I don't know why I was trying to make it happen. Um, but once again, that's it, when I went to Africa, I saw the why. Mm. That's what I saw. Mm. I saw the why. And I can't say that I'm, I'm not still in search of because I'm not African. So I don't know what tribe I'm from. I still don't know that. I don't know that I'm Zulu. I don't know, you know, what my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather could have done. But I just know that there's something else out there that I was that America um, has not given me. If, if you're from South Carolina like me, so it's probably West African. I did mine. I'm West African. It's uh, Senegal, Guinea-Bissau, and Sierra Leone. That's my... No, see, I'm Kenyan... Uh, Cameroon, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, you know, for, for people that don't understand, you guys had to fight so much for to put your, your product out of what you wanted, whether it was this film or, or Love and Basketball. Why do you continue to fight and not let go? Because it would have been easy to say, you know what, let's go to another movie. Mm-hmm. But in all those cases, the movies that you did became classics and, and the fact that our people love them. So why is it so important to, to continue to fight even if they say no and shut you out? Um, I mean, honestly, it was easy just to let go. It is, um, because if I don't fight, they won't get made, and then yeah. we won't see ourselves. And that is absolutely my goal: is to put us up on screen to be inspired by. Um, I learned early on in my career, it just takes one yes, and that's the thing: fight, fight, fight till you get that one yes. And you do that when you're doing things that you're passionate about. The passion fuels the fight. If I was doing stuff where I just thought, well, maybe Hollywood would buy this. Um, then it's easy to give up. But um, I tell stories that mean something to me that's going to mean something to us and that I'm passionate about. How do you know when it is time to let go? Like when, like we, we all have a passion that we like or something that we love. Mm-hmm. Maybe the world might not love you and be like, maybe it's time to let that go. When, when do you have that mind frame, if you ever do? I've never mm-hmm. let go. Mm-hmm. I nope. do very few movies because... Mm-hmm. When I do it, it's something, a story I have to tell. Mm. 
And it just it doesn't like, feel. Oh, go ahead. It feels like the woman king. From what I've been seeing, a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody that I know, one of my friends was like, "I gotta go see it again" because the movie theater was so loud from people responding. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I, "This experience, I, you know, it was." That's Taylor up right there. She's the one that went and she said it was oh, so yeah, loud. Oh yeah, by the way, that's the only problem with going to see a movie full of black people. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing. Okay. So but I saw the one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen the amazing reviews and people saying this is like a life changing movie. Did you brace yourself? to think that maybe people wouldn't accept it before it came out because you know you don't know what people's responses are going to be initially mm -hmm. and it was something that was hard to get done and something we haven't seen before well that's the, you you can believe in something wholeheartedly and i believed in this cast i yeah. believed in in the story i believe in what we were doing but no one sets out to make a bad movie that's the yeah. scariest yeah, exactly. thing as a director <laughs> yeah. and probably for yeah. actors it's a leap of faith yeah. um but to be on the other side of that um, is kind of amazing. And um, I mean, I have two boys that I have three scary screenings. The first one is showing my husband. He's the first person, <laughs> and he'll be honest, as he should be. Um, did I, no, I'll just curse. Did, okay. I, <laughs> did I make a good movie or did I fuck up? Mm -hmm. um, and then the second scariest one is showing my two boys because they're going to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but also to do this kind of thing, mm -hmm. you've got to be away. Um, it has to mean something, and so do they watch it, and are they proud of the work? And yeah. both boys, um, Cassius and Toussaint, um, they love the movie, and they've watched it twice, so they loved it more the second time, oh. because oh. I think the same thing, you see there's so much coming at you in that yeah. first time that uh, yeah. they just really got to see more things. It just doesn't feel fair to have to convince a bunch of culturally clueless white people about why our stories are so important. She's like, well... You said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what drew you to want to be in this movie when you saw the script? Um, so I only saw the script during my audition process. Mm -hmm. um, I'd first, I had like a general meeting with a GV Productions, Julius Tennant, about his husband in 2019, who told me about the story. And I was shocked because I am South African. This is a story that happened in Africa and I'd never, ever, 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 ever heard of it. Mm. And um, Julius, you know, the heart that he had for the story and telling me about it made me absolutely fall in love with it. And then on top of that, it was action and there would be an opportunity to work with Viola. And I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to do this. Even if it means I'm just like wiping the screen. You know, just like, <laughs> wipe the screen, in and out type situation. And um, eventually got a chance to audition and then I saw the script and I was just like, because you know I'm still like fairly new to this industry mm -hmm. and mentally I've prepared myself you know like I'm gonna have to put in the time it should take you know at least like five years ten years to get to a place where I would qualify to audition for something like this you know and it was an amazing script and again it was just like I need to do my best that's all I can do mm -hmm. and then after my audition Gina wished me like with my career, oh. which was heartbreaking. Oh. It's not an awe. What? You said you're your career. Gina, no, but Gina, like, no, let me defend myself. That's, that's cruel. No, you want to beat us another basketball? You know y'all playing with a heart. Why would you beat us? Why would you play so hard? I, in her audition, I literally knew immediately that she was Nawi. But so I knew it in my gut, my heart, my soul. But I still needed V to see her, I needed Julie to see her, I needed the studio um, to see her. So I couldn't say, 
you know, the one. Yeah, true. But, exactly. So I said, good luck. You know? Good luck with your career, it sounds like. It sounds like I'm like, 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 like I'm being sincere. Because I, I see such amazing things for her. She's a generational talent. For real. And how awesome, was brilliant. How, how was that process? Was there pressure? Oh, man. Not at all. Okay. Not, not no. at all. So after reading the script and having, um, I had a creative meeting conversation with Viola about the script. Very chill, very, just like give and take. And I, I was grateful for that opportunity because, you know, prior to working, um, well, hearing of this production and watching her interviews, I identified her process of working as the same as mine, mm-hmm. which meant, which for me was like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy if I do stuff like this. And so to have her be that, to have that creative conversation, to have her then, you know, after having gotten the role, have her call me to discuss the script, exchange ideas, was absolutely amazing. Train with her, suffer with her, <laughs> <laughs> switching, and uh, you know, um, and yeah, just. Viola is an absolute clown. Like, people don't know that she is an absolute, absolute clown on set. <laughs> there was never a time where you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to prove myself to her. Oh, I have to keep up with her. It was just, it's, it's a beautiful give and take. What I feel like a movie behind like the scenes things that were happening while you guys were on set? Oh my God. That are memorable for you? The food. Yeah, the lack of food. <laughs> good bad. The lack of food. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. I had all okay. these black women with bad food. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad food, but you know, it's it's it was a very strict oh, diet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And grilled chicken. But every once in a while, you got the fish sandwich <laughs> with the no multigrain bread. bread. And okay. me and Lashana, I'd always run after Lashana, who plays a zogi, and she would be tearing that sandwich up. And I say, Lashana, give me some of that fish sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to dig that. And she's like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everyone So both of y'all sick of grilled chicken at this point. Oh, the, my God. The white fish. Quinoa. I mean. Yeah, and I, I love, like quinoa. I can. It does make me go to the bathroom. Yeah. The chia seed pudding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I feel like a movie like this creates a different level of sisterhood yes, a than an other film. <clears throat> Absolutely. 100%. Tina, yeah. did you eat those things too, or did you just train? Nah. Sometimes. She bought us pies, though. I was, I was bad every once in a while. Because in South Africa, they have the these food incredible is so amazing. pies. Mm-hmm. It's like fresher than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So every once in a while, because I knew how hard they were working, mm-hmm. um, I would slip them a pie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I would eat some candy late at night. I put it under the bed <laughs> and plop it in my mouth, and then wake up and go, "Why did I do that?" Oh no, I had my stuff in the tray Doritos. Now. Oh yes, Doritos. Tuso, can I talk to you? You got power all over your fingers. Viola, did you read these reviews or look at any of those responses? Oh my God, no. I know you normally don't do no, that, but I, with I this can't. one... I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do well, it. Well, it's really good. Just so you know. I'm, I'm one of those people, I have a little bit... You know what? I, I was going to say, can I cuss a little bit? Of course, you can cuss as much as um, you want. I'm a little bit full of shit because at first I'll say, oh, I can't take compliments, you know, it's about the work. And then if you don't compliment me, I'm like, they didn't say anything. <laughs> we human. I'm full of shit. We human. We all want that validation from yeah. somebody. Yeah. It's hard work, though. You want people to recognize. No, it's, it's, it's human nature. Like, yeah. literally, we can have 50 great reviews mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's one hater and then, and then you focus on that. On that. And hater, we don't want to yeah, do that. Like, we know what we did. We're proud of what we did. Yeah. We don't want anyone to dent. But I yeah, have to, to say, and Tuso, you can attest to it, Gina, too. 
It's so so great being with sisters. Mm. Yeah. I mean, us yeah. being, and all of us were different. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But absolutely, you're in the room, and you know, yeah. you know that you know that you know that we have each other's back. Yeah. You it's know, beautiful. you know, just like the Agoji, we are gonna fight for yeah. each other. We're mm. gonna pull for each other. We're gonna hope for mm. each other. You know. And my God, you just don't get that all the time. You mm-hmm. go out in the world, you're like, come on, sister, you know it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? I mean, you know, we can get into that. But this, mm-hmm. yeah. the joy of my life. Come on, joy of your life. Right? I saw you, Ms. Davis, say that uh, you know this movie's performance will be judged in a way that films with white directors and cast won't. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Because it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. And what I find in general is that we're scrutinized. Image and message sometimes is more important than execution. Mm. You know, it's got to mean something, and what does it mean? What is it saying? Are you insulting us? Mm. You know, um, it could be any number of things um, because it's the first. Whenever you're the first one out of the gate, you just have to go through that plate of glass. But I know that I know that I know that I know that no matter what, even with the scrutiny, you're going to have a damn good time for mm-hmm. two hours and yeah. six minutes in that theater. Mm-hmm. You just are. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. Mm-hmm. You're going to stand up and cheer. I don't care if you're a white man. I don't care if you're a white woman. I don't care if black woman, black man. You are going to be on your feet. And you're going to sit with these women and you're going to root for them. What did you What did you learn about uh, our story as, as black people by doing this film? Like something you didn't know? There's nothing... I mean, other than the story of the Agoji, mm-hmm. uh, for me, it felt right. Mm-hmm. I, I know that we're human. I know that we're all of those things. I, I want to show other people mm-hmm. yeah. what we are. Yeah. You know, I always say if I can sit with Robert De Niro in any Martin Scorsese movies, if I could sit for two hours, 40 minutes with a Meryl Streep or a Julianne Moore or a Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. then you could sit <clears> with me. You could sit with Tuso, you could sit with Lashana, you could sit with Sheila, you could sit with us and understand that we're we're complicated. Mm-hmm. We are as women, mm-hmm. as black women. We're not just all just strong, <laughs> nurturing. I mean, I've played a lot of strong, nurturing women. I was going to ask, it. when do you guys get a chance to wind down? You know, we just seen you a couple of months ago mm-hmm. with your book and... You have TV shows and more movies on I the know way. that was a lot. You're more like, when do you get a chance to just relax? And do you? I mean, I, I for real need a nap, and I'm, I'm looking nap? forward because after Old Guard, I went straight into this. Um, but I had I was gonna take a break after the Old Guard, and then the script came. It was like, damn, I'm not getting a break. Back in. Um, but I'm I, I'm looking forward to that. But also, my mind's always going. I already know what I want to write next, so um, I will take a little time. But then, yeah, like I love what we do, um, and I still do, and I never want to lose that. What about you, Miss Davis? You look like you want a vacation for some months. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. And I'm going straight into Hunger Games. I mean, wow. directly into Hunger wow. Games, wow. which is awesome director Francis Lawrence, awesome role, the villain role. But you know what? Everyone's always saying, you know, you got to be ambitious. Sometimes you got to be ambitious about rest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About nurturing your soul and your mm-hmm. heart. You know, they say that the only way to um, treat being overwhelmed is to do absolutely nothing. Mm. Mm. It's in those spaces that you just, that you find who you are. 
even that you connect with your life. And don't feel guilty about it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we feel yeah. like if you're not being active and working, it's a bad thing, but you need that yeah. to like refresh yourself. It's trauma-based. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you deserve to rest. That but that's what they say, being busy is a trauma response a lot it of is. times. It is. I was going to ask you about, you know, with the book too, like you gave so much of yourself in your book. Was that exhausting or exhilarating? Both. Okay. There were some things in that book that I, it really cost me to write. Mm. Yeah, it did. And to share it with the world, people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. But then an incredible thing happened, which is, I don't care what you have to say about me. Mm. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad, the, the mess, the beauty, the joy, and that's what I have always been ashamed of. And now it's like, you know, it's like that saying, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Oof. And so that was that was the genesis of the book. But it, it did cost me. Mm. When you say it's cost like, you, you mean like personally or like with people oh, in your family? Or? It cost me to just put it on paper. Wow. It did. Writing about my mom, you know, writing about, um, a very personal um, event, my abortion when I was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really, the fact that I even just said it now makes me want to just writing about that, but writing about it honestly mm-hmm. and not from a political perspective, but a, person, a personal perspective, mm-hmm. which is more of a paradox. Um, yeah. You do it because you help so many people. Like that, I mean, we got so many calls. Yeah, emails, comments with people, you opened up so much where they felt it felt relatable. Like they were going through it, and they felt mm-hmm. like somebody else was on their side. Somebody else has been through it. It, yeah. it allowed them to have a little freedom. Like we got it was so many. And and the book, it feels like you're opening the door to one to a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Like these are things you would tell your therapist and not share mm-hmm. publicly. But it seems like we're we're eavesdropping in on a therapy session, which yeah. which 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 in itself would make you feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that everybody has to find a home. Mm-hmm. They have to find home. Home meaning that place, mm-hmm. that sacred space within you that where you find your peace, where you find your joy that is totally just separate from the world. And that's what I've always been in search of. And I realize it's because I have to own my story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I know you guys are doing a runner. You got to go. But I just wanted to know, were there any parts of the movie that y'all had to take out? Because, you know, you, you might shoot... Oh. 20 hours of movie, but you gotta, you gotta limit it down. So That's many. a Gina question. What, what, what was the best part that you wanted to, that you didn't want to take out, but you just had to? Well, the beauty of, of this, I, I can say, like my director's cut is, um, is only eight minutes longer. And oh, wow. that, that's how it should be. The movie mm-hmm. up on screen, I've always said, as a director, I have to believe everything up there. So if I'm fighting with the studio, if they want me to cut something that I don't believe in, I'm gonna fight. I, I can't not do that. So, um, yeah, the movie up on screen is, is what I wanted to put. I mean, the original, like, if I put everything in, yeah, it, was, it was three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so only I had that copy. Um, but it wasn't, you know, sometimes less is more. And um, when you start to shape it and shape it, themes, characters, they just pop more. And so, but it takes me a minute to get there. I have 10 weeks for a mm-hmm. director's cut. And for the first five weeks, I'm not cutting anything. And then you get less precious and less precious. And again, less is more what is what is best for the film. How crazy is that fight, though, right? Because you're the director, you see a vision, it's your vision, it's what you want. 
And then the man calls and says, the white man. No, you say the man. Okay. <laughs> calls and say, we want you to do this, or we want you to do that, but it's not your vision. This is my vision. This is my shit. That's, how difficult that's is that? Exactly how I sound in the room. Um, <laughs> exactly. And it it's uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Like I came in with the vision. Y'all knew what the vision was going in, um, and it it's it's it happens every single time. And then slowly but surely, people try and dent your vision, and that's where the fight comes in. That's, and I feel like so many young filmmakers come in and think they have to bend, but for me, and that whole thing of pick your battles. But with vision, there's no picking your battles. Mm. Every battle you have to win, or mm. you're gonna look up on screen and see something you don't recognize. That's right. And after all that we went through, the beauty of this was when I'm fighting to protect and to save scenes, <clears throat> I knew that they they were behind me. Mm. Um, I knew that they'd be in the fight with me, and that's an in incredible gift. But um, at the end of the day, on this movie, I will say, um, I was told by the head of the studio, you know, they have final cut. Um, but listen to our notes. Just, like, take them in. Don't just blow them off, but take them in. Um, but other than that, we are going to give you your cut. This is going to be your yeah, film. And that that yeah. doesn't always happen. I, I just got two more questions. I only had one, but you made me think of something. When you make these films, what's more important, vision or intention? Vision. Vision drives everything. Mm -hmm. Every single decision, mm -hmm. whether it be wardrobe, whether it be who I mm -hmm. hire, who I cast, where we shoot, um, every single decision starts with that vision. Mm. And, 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 and I have ahead. one question, too. Um, I just wanted to ask, part of the story is also Africans assisting in the slave trade. Was it harder to get those roles filled? Because nobody wanted to play that role. I would think, unless some people like being the villain. Uh it was about we're being truthful with the story and every single role is necessary and it, it is brave to take on a role like that and props to hero finds tiffin who who played the oh i was about to ruin the movie uh, <laughs> wow That's <it>. uh, <laughs> I'm glad you, uh, there were a couple roles uh but it's important because it's important to tell the story, and we need yeah. we need uh, those people. But yeah, we were going to go in and tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be new to a lot of people, like especially a younger generation. They're going to be like, "Really? African descended in the slave trade?" Yeah, I mean, the like globally, every single civilization mm -hmm. participated in some way, you know. Um, but for us, it was um, having our our women, our Goji women, and the Niska. She represents those within the kingdom who were pushing for change. Um, and that's what they ultimately did. So my final question is for all three of y'all. What do you want the most, what do you want people to take away from The Woman King? Tuso, you want to start? Tuso. <laughs> um, uh, so what it did for me was um, give me a stronger voice um, because, and I've said this before, that before doing those projects, I didn't realize that I, I lived my life apologizing for existing. And mm. through this, through partnering with Viola and Gina and telling the story and my character who's so assertive, so spirited, determined, you know, who knows who she is and what she wants, um, I found my voice. But also the whole process of getting this project done made me realize that, you know, we have desires, we have dreams, we know what we want, but there will be a fight. Like a fight is guaranteed and ours is to push through it. So whatever it is that you feel your purpose to do, the resistance doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be doing it. You just need to fight through it. There will be scars, but it's it's part of the journey. Mm. 
Um, for me, it's it's really three things. I want you to to leave enlightened because you're you're learning uh, about yourself. You're learning about these women, inspired by these incredible women and the story and this environment, and then empowered to, like, take in, see yourself reflected heroically. Know that we all have this innate warrior within us that's squelched oftentimes when you're a woman, and go out there and fight. Miss mm. Davis, I never want to tell an audience what to take away. Mm. They, who knows how it's going to land on them. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But I know that I have a 12-year-old daughter who saw the movie. Mm -hmm. And she cried profusely. Wow. Okay. And then um, she said she was so proud of me. Mm -hmm. And then I get all of her text messages <laughs> on her phone. She showed me a text message that she was going back and forth with a friend who had also seen the movie. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, wasn't she great? Wasn't too so great? Wasn't LaShawn? Oh, my God. It was literally art. Mm. And then she says, and I'm not just saying that because it's my mom. So she showed me the text message. And I said, thank you so much. I, I text her back because I'm on the road. And I, and I said, thank you so much, my baby. And then I wrote in all caps, AGOGI, with exclamation point. And then I waited, 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 and I got a buzz on my phone, and the response was, HUSU. Uh. <laughs> and I thought that that was awesome, to inject in my daughter what I didn't have, wow. that sort of yeah. spirit of the warrior. It's like, mm -hmm. whatever you dream, whatever you dream is beyond fear. Yeah. You know? And... um. That was everything. Brought me to tears. Hey, man, go support the Definitely Woman King this weekend. Everybody go see the Woman King now. It is Gina, out in theaters. Viola Davis, thank you guys for joining us so thank much. You. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you ever have to back your son down every once in a while? Like he thinks mom lost and just be like, you know what, give, give me this basketball. I have to back this little boy to bound. You know, the last time I played, uh, he was 14 and he legit beat me. And I was like, I That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, you can, I promise you can be envy because I've seen him play basketball. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Check out the woman, the woman King. It's the Breakfast yes. Club. Good morning. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.